Stay Frosty Parkrunners and welcome to the first monthly edition of the Stay Frosty Parkrun podcast. This month I'm going to catch you up on all the running events we've been up to in the latter part of May and the beginning of June. I'm also going to reveal my star parkrun of the month and my featured parkrun. But first, possibly an interesting anecdote, I'm not sure as my mind's still muddling it through. I just woke up and I'm staring at the ceiling in our bedroom. It's been a tough week mentally, physically and everything in between. Tough weeks come along every now and again. They're not good, not bad. They're sort of whatever you see them as. Last week at work we got landed with a big project. So big in fact that we had not only our team but the entire department working on it. We all knew with a Sunday deadline the following week that there would be a good chance that those of us who were available would be asked to work the Saturday. And those were the thoughts that followed me into the bank holiday weekend. Luckily, however, I was able to let go of any worries about work and embrace a weekend I knew was crammed full of running. Firstly, Jay and I had decided to revisit Victoria Dock Park Run. We both felt like we'd be able to do new PBs there, as it had been some months since our last visit when the weather was colder and there was actually ice on the ground. Knowing that my sister also wanted to try some new park runs, and it being closer to her home than ours, we arranged to meet at Canning Town Station and walk together to the park run. We did indeed both achieve new PBs, and Nikki, who has been working to get her form back after a bug and being told that she has hay fever which has been affecting her breathing, finished quicker than both of us. More on that at the end of this pod. On Sunday, Jay and I had entered ourselves into the Vitality Westminster Mile. Neither of us having run this distance before, apart from as part of training for the 5k, we didn't really know what to expect. I was just planning on jogging around the course and enjoying the scenery, as well as enjoying the company of other parkrunners who would be in our wave. It hadn't occurred to me that the other people would be treating this like a race. Strange, really, when you consider that I always enter my parkruns on Strava as races, because if no one else, I'm always racing myself. Anyway... The wave before us was also parkrun, and was sent off by Sir Paul Sinton Hewitt himself, creator of the parkrun phenomenon, which has swept across the country and the world. He then joined our wave to see all his parkrunners to the finish line. And what a wave! I thought at least a few people would go out easy, but then I suppose we may have been asking for it, being right at the front at Jay's request. It felt like everyone had overtaken me by the 100 metre mark so I couldn't refuse my legs when they wanted to try and gallop with the best of them. I'm not the quickest of sprinters, and somewhere around the the 1,000 metre mark I managed to inhale a big fuzzy tree seed right into the back of my throat, which I had to cough to get back up again. But I did run my quickest ever one mile in 7 minutes and 16 seconds. Out of everyone who ran in the family waves, which admittedly does include children, mums, dads with prams, the parkrun waves and any other just-for-fun wave, I was 640th out of 6,088 people. Out of 3,185 female runners, I was 163rd. And in my age bracket, 35 to 39, there were 436 ladies running. I was 12th. Now if I'd been feeling down on myself, maybe a little blue about getting older, I only have to look at that one statistic. 12th out of 436... Hell, I'm just going to say it. I love running. You do it for the enjoyment, and yes, the endorphins, and if you've never asked anything in return, occasionally it just gives you a reward like this. 
Jay ran his mile in 7 minutes and 28 seconds, only 12 seconds slower than me and 734th out of 6,088 people in the family waves. He was 531st out of 2,903 male runners and 67th out of 315 men who ran in the mile in his age bracket. Neither of us has ever run a mile that quickly. In fact, our PBs around our local cemetery, which is exactly one mile around, are both over eight minutes. Anyway, I'm getting wrapped up in the statistics of it when I really want to finish this rambling anecdote. We ran the mile on Sunday, and on the bank holiday Monday we ran in the same location with the same organisers, but for the 10k event. I entered as soon as I realised that the 10k was on the Monday, and not on the Sunday, as the same day as the mile. It was another warm one, but we both performed well. It's sometimes hard to tell, as my Strava has a tendency to add distance to my runs, but I completed the course in 53 minutes and 42 seconds, which I believe is my quickest ever 10k event, or certainly my quickest ever official 10k event. Jay finished in 58 minutes and 42 seconds, which is also his quickest ever 10k. And what do we both do after running 5k, 1 mile and 10k on back-to-back days over the weekend? Well, Jay, who recently went into a permanent contract, took a flexi day to recover from his 10k, and I went back to work for what I knew was going to be a busy week. I couldn't work late on the Tuesday as I was meeting an old uni friend for dinner, but Wednesday, Thursday, I did 12 and 12 and a half hours, and then another 12 hours on Friday, but popping in a bit early as well. Saturday, I was admittedly annoyed at the being in the position of having to work the weekend, so as my own small act of rebellion I ran from Croydon to Battersea with my large work rucksack, racking up about 13 miles but 12 on Strava as it took me a while to realise that I hadn't started recording the activity. The run did the trick though, and it perked me, after, perked me right up after a week of slog. It also gave me more confidence, something which I often lack at work. Enough confidence to go in and simply get on with what needed doing. No fanfare, just do the job I'm employed to do. I started to flag a little in the afternoon, but after another 12-hour day on the Saturday, we finished the project. Then on the Sunday, I'd actually arranged to meet Nikki for another long run. It required an early start due to the hot weather, but I was looking forward to it, so I didn't want my long week at work or the previous day's kilometres in my legs to deter me. Nikki arrived on time, and I took her down towards Selsdon Wood Nature Reserve on a half-marathon run. It was tough, especially as the heat started to kick in. We'd put on lots of sun cream and I wore my running visor and we took it slow, often taking walk breaks, mainly for my benefit I have to say, but we managed to do the 21.5 kilometres on the same route that I'd run once previously. I think my aim is to one day run the whole thing. I'm not trying to break any records, it's just a personal goal that I'd love to fulfil, as this is quite a hilly course as well that I've managed to find myself on. When we got back I drank a lot of water, we kept hydrated en route but I'm always thirsty after running. Maybe a little too much water as I felt kind of gloopy in my stomach which made me feel a bit queasy as well. I had just enough energy to shower and then climb into bed for a nap. And then I woke up. I looked up at the ceiling in our bedroom. It occurred to me that running three days in a row the previous weekend, the lack of sleep from working so hard this week, and then running long runs Saturday and Sunday this weekend is not something I could have predicted I would be doing this time last year and in the heat, which I have always struggled to cope with. Everything I have asked of my body, of my mind this last week, I have been able to achieve. 
My mind and body don't always get along. My mind is full of doubts. My body has small aches and niggles and hurts which have the potential to turn into injuries at any moment. Yet this week, the one week I described as tough, is complete. I've done more running in a short space of time than I ever thought was possible. Whilst working long hours, and when I asked my body to do one more mammoth run at the end of it all, it obliged. Okay, I felt queasy and passed out for an hour after getting home, but it was so worth it. I constantly worry about coming across as arrogant or being too self-involved, but this is an occasion when I feel very confident to say that I am really proud of myself. My knees ache, my face is glowing from exposure to the sun, I'm still tired, although the nap helped, but I've somehow, in my small, inexperienced way, managed to tread the line between pushing myself too hard and pushing my boundaries to see what I can really do. The answer, more than I thought. The reason I tried? Because I didn't think about it. If you don't tell someone something is impossible or difficult before you ask them to do it, it's amazing what they might achieve. I've been so busy I haven't even stopped to analyse if all this running is sensible or even achievable. But as soon as I finished the half today, I almost didn't know what to do with myself. Everything recently has pretty much run end to end. When one thing finished, I was getting ready for the next thing. Then suddenly it was all finished, and I had time, to, time and space to think it over. I've been reading recently Lizzie Hawker's book about her journey in, into and through long-distance running, and I found it really inspiring. Not so much that I want to become an elite ultramarathon runner, but more just her attitude to running, and injury, and the fact that I'm reading it at the point when I'm just beginning to explore running longer distances myself. It's definitely worth a read if you're looking for an inspiring running book, even if you're not into long-distance running. I feel like Lizzie has a really relatable and good approach and attitude, not only to running, but to injury, which she's also had more than her fair share of. This was indeed a rambling anecdote that I wrote the other week, but I guess my point is, if there is a point, is that it's really okay to be proud of yourself once in a while, even if it comes from somewhere completely unexpected and totally unthought through before you achieved whatever you set out to do. And now, moving on this month, I've selected my star park runner as Rick Pollitt. Rick ran at Sail Water Park Run this week and got a new PB of 23 minutes and 50 seconds. This is the first time he has run under 24 minutes at Sail Water. Rick has done a total of 26 park runs, 13 of these at Sail Water. The other park runs he's attended are Wythenshaw Park Run, South Manchester Park Run, Fletcher Moss Park Run, and St Helens Park Run. 23 minutes and 50 seconds is also his fastest ever recorded park run time, his average being 28 minutes and 27 seconds. His best ever age grading is 58.11%, and he started his park run journey with his first event at Sailwater on the 28th of November in 2018, where he ran the 5 kilometres in 29 minutes and 11 seconds. Well done Rick, great reduction in your time since November and very well done for running under 24 minutes at Sailwater Parkrun. If you know someone who deserves a special mention as my star parkrunner, you can let me know via the Facebook page or on the email stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com. This month's featured parkrun, I'm going to take a closer look at Fort William Parkrun, located at the Nevis Range, about 8km outside of Fort William. We ran this park run when we had our little holiday in Scotland recently. We're very lucky with the weather which helped, but despite the sore legs and being very tired for this event, I really enjoyed it. 
There are no buses early enough on Saturday or tra nearby trains for this park run. Jay and I walk from Fort William, which does take a bit of time, but if you turn off the main road at Torlundi and go through the woods, it's a really lovely walk, despite being nearly 8 kilometres long. It also serves as a very good warm-up for your legs. If you're driving, head for the Nevis Range and park in their ample car park where the organisers congregate before the event. The surfaces are a mix of concrete and gravel roads as well as dirt tracks through the woods and some wooden planks laid as walkways with chicken wire covering them. It's a little disconcerting running on those, but it's not too bad. Just make sure you're looking at the plank you want to put your foot on, not the hole between them. I would class this as a hilly park run. The sting is that although the outbound 2.5km is mostly downhill, the return 2.5km is nearly all uphill, with some fun little undulations in the woods on the way back, where you can use the momentum from the sharp downhill to get yourself up the incline on the other side. This is a one lap course, and you know you're near the finish once you're back in sight of the car park once again. There are parking, toilets and cafe facilities here, making an ideal park run starting and finishing point. In recent weeks there have been between 7 and 9 volunteers and about 40 to 55 runners. This week was the 56th parkrun event, making the start date the 7th of April in 2018. Jay and I really enjoyed this one. It's a largely trail course, undulating its way through some beautiful woodlands, so if that sounds like heaven to you, then I can't recommend this event enough. We'll certainly be looking to have another go if we're ever back in the area again. So, since my last pod, we've run at two different park runs and taken part in two road races. On May the 25th, myself, Jay and Nikki all ventured to Victoria Dock Park Run, knowing that we had the potential for a quick one. It was very mild and with barely a breeze, even though I was in short-sleeved t-shirts, my, deci my decision to wear two instead of one might have been a mistake. In a happier accident, I it was also the weekend of Comic-Con at the XL Centre, so we had the amusing joy of running through a variety of characters from Marvel to and DC to Japanese manga and everything else you could possibly imagine. It was tough not to be at least a little distracted. My legs did feel heavy the whole way around, but it became obvious why at the end when I finished in my personal best 5k time of 24 minutes and 33 seconds. Jay wasn't far behind me with a few short walk breaks finishing in 25 minutes and 39 seconds. Nikki, who was still going a little easy while she was working her way back up to on form, she finished in 23 minutes and 29 seconds and even had enough time to turn around and get a few pictures of me finishing as well. We enjoyed this park run again, more so now that there wasn't any ice on the ground. As I mentioned previously, I had to work on the following Saturday, so I replaced Park Run with a jog to work of about 13 kilometres. Running along the edge of Clapham Common, I saw the volunteer Park Run team carrying all their Park Run gear to the start, ready to set up. It was the closest I got to Park Run that weekend, I'm afraid. The week after that, Jay and I had a holiday in Scotland with Fort William Park Run incorporated as part of the part of our trip. It's fair to admit that we may not have thought it out carefully as weather conditions on Friday were good enough that we decided we would walk up Ben Nevis. The ascent was tough, but I actually found the descent on tired legs even harder, especially on my knees. We're both glad we did it, but we were walking like tin men for days afterwards. And on our tin men legs we walked seven and a half kilometres to Fort William Park Run, hoping it would give us a chance to warm up and maybe loosen up the old leg muscles a little bit. We ran at Fort William, which is a beautiful park run, outbound downhill on gravel concrete roads, as I mentioned, 
and then the return leg through the woods on dirt tracks which undulate but mainly uphill. I think it helped, as I'm quite competitive. Before we started, Jay was talking about how doubtful he was that we would run under 30 minutes, given how tired our legs were. One of his last comments to me was that he thought that even I might struggle to run under 30 minutes. Well, that was red rag to a bull, really. I may have gone out too fast, although it was pretty much all downhill for that bit, and I coped with every uphill on the return, albeit at a progressively slower and slower pace, except for the very last hill, less than 200 metres from the finish, I just felt like I had nothing in my legs at all, nothing left. I jogged the last 100 metres downhill to the finishing funnel and I was absolutely over the moon to get 28 minutes and 58 seconds for my efforts. I hung out in the midge cloud to get some pictures of Jay finishing as well and in an awesome time of 32 minutes and 48 seconds for him. We both limped the 7.5 kilometres back to Fort William and rewarded ourselves with a big lunch at a diner gift shop situated at the end of the West Highland Way. And finally, this weekend, we returned to South Norwood for what turned out to be a warm and humid run. We ran this one with Nicky again, and we all felt really good in our runs. None of us got PBs, but we all really enjoyed the experience of running a decent 5 kilometres. Nikki finished in 26 minutes and 31 seconds and was pleased that her breathing difficulties hadn't affected her at all. Jay finished in 28 minutes and 5 seconds and he'd said he really enjoyed his whole run, feeling very in control and happy with his time. I finished in 27 minutes and 10 seconds, which I was happy with as it felt like I ran at a moderate pace all the way round, and it wasn't too long ago that 27 minutes and 10 seconds was me going all out to try and get a quick finish. All in all, a good set of park runs, which we all enjoyed. And, in case you're wondering, Jay's and my legs were back to normal by about Thursday, a week after our climb of Ben Nevis. And that about wraps things up for this month. I have to say thank you all very much for listening once again. I hope you've been having some great park runs as well. If you'd like to share your experiences, I'd love to hear them on the Facebook page, or you can drop me an email, stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com, and I'd love to be able to share your stories next month. Stay frosty, park runners, and I'll see you all in July. Oh.